Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Okay, it's hour number four of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. We want to hear from you, truckwreck.com fan text. Now, come Coming up at 6 o'clock, we are going to do a season-ending 6 o'clock sound-off. So if you want to prepare your thoughts coming up in one hour, it will be your one opportunity of the week to compete against your fellow Tolos for the best call of the night. And, uh, you know, it's it's very interesting. I, I'm wondering how many of you sort of changed your opinion on the quarterback last night said hey you know what I've defended the guy but now this is a turning point here that it basically happened the same way in in back-to-back seasons at 877-881-1053 the text is open right here what would you do about it if you were in charge is is the question there are two years left on his deal as Brian mentioned last segment um Will McClay's coming up in two hours He's going to be on with Brad Sham, the Cowboys hour tonight there. That's your that's your personnel boss. Um, so beast. we're going to get uh, some updated thoughts on on what that offseason uh, outlook looks like from Will McClay coming up in two hours with Brad Sham. Maybe the maybe the best guest of the year. This is a, It's a must listen deal coming up at, at seven o'clock. You know, we'll check. It was interesting last night in the postgame show because you are a lifelong Cowboys fan. Your passion is intense. You have defended Dak maybe on this show more than anybody over the last calendar year or so. How did last night, you know, change your uh, opinion of of what he is for the Cowboys? Yeah, it, it's one of those games where, you know, the quarterback play, I think, cost you the game. I, I really do. Your defense played well enough to win uh, against a team that's going to put a lot of pressure on you with the various looks they give you, the formations, the team speed, the talent that they have at the skill positions. And we saw last year, even in the game, how they came out early, they jumped on the Cowboys. Dan Quinn had a plan in place, and their defense, you know, you take away the two interceptions that resulted in six points, they held the 49ers to 13 points, even the 19. That should win you the game. You thought you had an advantage at quarterback. He made two really, really bad interceptions, and you still had a chance at the end to go have the drive, the legend drive, to go ahead and put yourself in the history books of, all right, now's my time. Now I can go ahead and say bleep the haters. You know, I can go ahead and put the team on my back and set myself apart. And when it became just the realization and gut check time was from what I've seen in my heart of hearts as a Cowboys fan, I did not believe that Dak was going to do it. And I want him to be that guy. We've seen Dak play very good football. We saw what he did against the Bucs. I know people say, well, they were eight, whatever. It was a playoff game. Dak played really well. But the inconsistency now and the mistakes that he's making now are becoming too much you cannot have that inconsistent play now in year seven 
in this level and this stage of the postseason and expect to advance unless everything's now perfect around you. And that's not the case anymore. So to me, at some point, you've got to do it. And you can make every excuse you want. The weapons. Well, guess what? Last year, you had the weapons. You had Amari. You had Cedric Wilson. You had Schultz. You had CD. You weren't able to do it last year either when you get the when you had the ball and you had a chance to go win the game. You failed to do it then. This year, you had another opportunity. You failed to do it this time. At some point, it's on you. You've got to go and do it. Great take, I, I, Zach. You know, I appreciate your passion, and I think you do represent a lot of Cowboys fans out there. Not all, uh, for sure, but the truckwreck.com fan text is open, and the chat's available on, on Twitch and YouTube. Are you like Zach? And what do you think the way out is? Like, uh, 714 says, Casey traded from 27 up to 10 to get Mahomes. That was after a playoff appearance. Do it, Dallas. I'm done with Dak out of the 714. 972, yes, I am out now. Trade your first and Dak to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. That's Matt in Addison. Now, you can't you can't do anything about the contract now. You're, you're with Dak for at least another year. There's so much dead money that trading him is impossible, releasing him is impossible. So I don't want to burst that bubble, but I get what you're saying, that you're ready to move on right now and you'd be willing to give up picks in order to get an old quarterback instead of have the guy you have now. Yeah, or, or the idea of trading up if you fall in love with one of these quarterbacks in this draft and you say, uh, I'm down for this quarterback to sit for a year like Mahomes did and wait in the wings. And if that if that's something that you decided you wanted to do because you're like, hey, I feel as passionate about one of these quarterbacks as Andy Reid clearly did for Pat Mahomes, uh, I guess you could do that. Or you could say, hey, this is a quarterback that's clearly solid. We can get to the playoffs, and if we can build a really, really strong team around him, then uh, maybe we can do something here and his contract dictates that we need him for at least one more year, so let's just do that. That's the most likely thing. Man, that is so interesting that the Cowboys could draft one and sit him like Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith. I wish I could see the Cowboys doing that. We know Howie Roseman would do that in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, like, because the Joneses are holding this line. Did everybody believe in Dak? And then until they're ready to move on, I don't think they're going to give us any hint that they don't. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I wouldn't bank on that to happen, but hypothetically that is something that you could do if you're ready to move on from Dak here. But otherwise, I mean, I agree with Walchuk in regards to Dak. I, I've, I've defended Dak quite a bit, but you just needed, you needed average quarterback play last night, and you probably win that football game, and you, and you didn't get it. You didn't get it, and the Niners absolutely did. And it was, and it was, it's, it's the last drive, but it's the entire game. You are, you are putting your, like, you are hurting your team. You are ultimately the reason why your team is not moving on to the next round. You shot your team in the foot time and time again, whether it was the interceptions or inaccurate passes or misreads, or misreads, or it's third and eight, and I'm going to throw the ball four yards down the field inaccurately, like just. Stuff that you don't want to see from a guy who's in year seven. And that's what you get now. Hey, you were the oldest quarterback left in the playoffs. This is your ceiling. We don't see you getting any better. So now if we're keeping you, we have to make everything better around you. You are what you are at this point. And it's For an sure. inconsistent quarterback. And it's at times it can be really, really good. And at times it can be putrid awful. And that's a bummer, but that's where we are now. 972 says draft another quarterback, and maybe you could do that in a middle round and, and try to. There's plenty of quarterbacks that come in the middle rounds. Maybe that's a good compromise for looking to get a little bit more blood with upside in the pool. You know, 
Maybe you want to say just keep doing what you're doing, and it could be your year one of these days. Like if Tony Pollard hadn't got hurt, maybe they win that game. I thought, shoot, this team might be going to the Super Bowl right before halftime, right before that pick. That's how I would have bet that game was uh, about to end. So if you want to change nothing and try to replicate the quality of roster around Dak Prescott, I don't think that would be a huge mistake. As long as you're acknowledging that this year, you can't even beat the NFC in a significant down year. That was Mr. Irrelevant, and he'll face off with Jalen Hurts in the NFC title game. You couldn't establish yourself as the best team in that NFC. This was your best chance. There was no other elite quarterback, and you know, and 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 your guy can't be the ticket to to get into there. So I I, I would I would just want you to acknowledge that maybe Dak is closer to Hurts and Purdy than he is to to Burrow and Mahomes on the other side of the bracket. One hundred percent. I hope the Cowboys uh, view it the same way uh, yeah. and and understand. Hey, Purdy needs a dominant roster to get to where he is right now. And Jalen Hurts, same thing, needs a dominant roster to get to where he is right now. And the Cowboys have looked at Dak as a guy that doesn't need a dominant roster, and he can be the guy that that uh, that makes up for whatever roster deficiencies we have. There's only two or three of those guys in the sport. You don't have that guy, so how do you pivot from here? And yeah. you only needed 20 points. Yeah, I need 20 points to get to the conference championship game. You, I mean, you had the defense. Maybe you, you can criticize the weapons if you want outside of C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard gets hurt, and now literally Lamb is all you have that you can depend on, and that is fair, but all you needed was 20 points, bro. Yeah. Uh, Dak in our first says the 806 in, in all caps. It's, it's a matter of how the cap works. When you stack up a, a bunch of dead money on a contract like the Cowboys have to fit them under the cap every year, they're delaying those payments. All of those payments come immediately due. So if you traded him for Aaron Rodgers, um, 40% of your salary cap would be dead money on Dak Prescott's contract. So you'd have $125 million to try to get Aaron Rodgers paid. There's $50 million. So now you have $75 million to build out your entire team or $65 million. It's just undoable. Can't you know? do it. You can't yeah. do it until maybe next year, but and, probably not for two years. Right, and, and he's got a no-trade clause in the contract. I mean, the reality is you, Dak Prescott will, is going to be your quarterback. So now, all right, so what do we do to move forward? I think you do need to start with you bring in a new offensive coordinator. That's, I've been sitting here listening to you guys talk about all this movement and stuff with Dak. That's the first thing you need to do. Absolutely. Right I'm with because, you. Agreed. Because in, in reality, though, you're not going to be able to trade him. You're not going to be able to do what you want to do because of the cap situation. So the easiest thing is to move on from the coach. You know, see if somebody different, see if somebody, scheme, somebody maybe that has some different ideas scheme-wise can help him. But if you if you get in there and all of a sudden that a guy that you feel like can do that and he doesn't respond to that and doesn't play well, well, maybe if you don't play well, you don't win games, and now that puts you in a better position to go draft a quarterback the following year. Next year's quarterbacks, I'm looking at this year's quarterbacks. I'm not interested in moving up and drafting somebody right now. Me either. I'm not. If, if you start to I, – I think Stroud's good. I think Young's good. I think Will Levis is good. But to me, the following year. I'm gonna I'm going to change the coordinator out and I'm gonna change a couple other positions. I might change the wide receivers coach. I might change the offensive line coach. And once I make all those changes and if Dak doesn't adapt to those changes and shows me in, in improvement yeah. or, or anything from that, now I'm moving on from him. Now That's we a good can, idea. Now we can have all this discussion about, well, let's trade him because now you're it's one year less of the salary, the burden of the salary. 
Yeah. Right, you know, and that, you would have had more clarity that it's not Kellen Moore's fault. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna pay forty million dollars this year for the tenth, yeah. best quarterback salary wise in the league. You, Am okay. I right about you'd, that? You'd yeah. have exhausted. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. You'd have exhausted your. And it, by then, it's probably going to go down because you're going to get Lamar Jackson that gets paid. Sure, I'm sure there's somebody else that gets paid. But the the following year is where you're going to have Caleb Williams, who seems like he is a generational type talent. You'll have Drake May, right. who's North very Carolina. good out of North Carolina, yeah. seems like a legit type player, and we'll see what happens with some of these other guys. You, know, you got Hartman, who's made the the, the transfer the to Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Right. He's a supremely talented player. Some people like Michael Penix uh, from Washington. Washington. Yeah. So I, I think it's, a, it's yeah. a better in terms of elite prospects. It's better a year from now, and I'm with you because Kellen Moore's a guy, and I've talked about this all year. There's time. There's weeks where Kellen, it's like, damn, you're in your bag. Tampa was one. He's also, you talk about consistency, there's an issue with the play calling and consistency. You watch the All-22, that is very, very apparent, especially when it comes to routes with the mm. receivers. We, we talked all week about Kyle Shanahan, how he's scheming to get guys open. You don't see mesh combinations with the Cowboys when it comes to crossing patterns, drag routes. You're, you're basically creating pick plays to where there's a cluster where you're having DBs that are essentially going to run into other... There's traffic. They're having to cross, and they're going to get bumped off. And it's going to... All right, boom. Now C.D. Lamb's open. Now Gallup's open. Now Brown's open. You don't see that. It's curls. It's comebacks. It's very stagnant from Kellen Moore. You need to completely move on, get something fresh in here. Yeah, that's been a problem since Garrett and Linehan were calling the offense. Uh, I, me- I remember uh, Janoris Jenkins making fun of the Cowboys after a huge NFC East showdown game. Uh, a number of years ago now that, you know, it's just so predictable because they just keep running the same kind of routes. 682, this is Dak's record against winning teams from his sophomore season to last year. Dak against teams that finish with 11 wins in a season, it's 2-12. and 12. I'm not making this up. He's bad against solid competition, uh, says the 682. They've beaten some good teams throughout his career, but 2-12 and 12 against that upper echelon. You know, I, I think of the college basketball player who has enough quickness, enough skill, enough awareness to completely dominate and be an All-American, but then he gets taken in the second round, you know? And occasionally you get a guy like Jalen Brunson who can fight through all of that and be the college All-American who doesn't have the ideal NBA traits and gets the job done. But So I, I think what, what's happening is against average NFL competition, Dak has all the traits that you need to excel and then some. But, but a, a significant tick up, the defenses are smarter, the defenses are faster. And it's, it's that margin of error that gets closed for Dak Prescott. Something's wide open. And I, I, I don't think the gap is this large for any quarterback that I can remember. Where I'm all pro against average, against elite defenses. Now, I don't come down 10%. I turn into one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you explain that. I don't think the Cowboys should give up on Dak right now. You know, I think you attack this offseason thinking it's still very possible we can grow that upside. Um, but but right now, seven years in, it's starting to become less and less probable. So I look at what's left on his contract and say, we got to get the most out of it. We're busting our ass in every way possible to help the guy take his game to the next level. We have to get him a great supporting cast. Because in two years, we have to be able to tell ourselves, if you get him a great offensive line and a great defense, can we make it to the Super Bowl? Right? You have to know that. Because if that's the case, then you just manage the cap in a way that you go through cycles. 
We throw everything at a great roster. We make our run for two or three years, and then maybe we take a year or two to rebuild. That's what Sean Payton did with the New Orleans Saints. It took them three years to rebuild from like 2013, 14, and 15. Then they came roaring back. Okay, And he had a four-year run where they were up there and going for it again. And when it was time to hit the detonation button on the salary cap, he said, I'm out of here. I can't wait through another rebuild. Right? But a lot, and he had Drew Brees. He he had a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he even he even thought that riding that wave of how you manage the salary cap to bring in in the majority of years way more good players than the cap should hold, and then in some years way less good players than the cap should hold. That's that, that's the way to the Super Bowl, and the Cowboys are still doing it like the Packers and Giants and Ravens did like 9 to 15 years ago. Remember that run of Super Bowls that was getting won by wild card teams and teams that barely won their division? That was the reality 12 to 15 years ago in the NFL. It went away. And the Cowboys are still pretending like it's like it's 2010 and you know, I I think while they do a great job drafting the the other parts of team building, they're getting circles run around them. So, like the question is, did did last night change your opinion on Dak? What should you do about it? I just have my fingers crossed that the Cowboys know they have to do something different. Mm-hmm. They've been sticking to this plan for so damn long. Yeah, and because his contract doesn't allow for you to get out from it right now, that's what you have to do. Yeah, uh, because I, I think if if this was uh, if you had an out in the contract right now, then then you're I, I think you're talking about maybe moving on from them now. But contract doesn't allow for it. So give him a new OC, yeah. lean in, get as many good players as possible, and see what you got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, give him a team as good as what the Niners and Eagles just had. It's only two players away. You're getting so close to having this prohibitively good roster, and you're like, yeah, it's good enough. Let's see if this will work. You you have to know in two years if Dak can get all the way to the Super Bowl with, with, with that good of a roster. We got to run, Nation. When we come back, let's hit the expressway. 35 minutes of uninterrupted sports content here in the G-Bag Nation. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yes, sir. Welcome, Mac Nation. It is time to hit the expressway. 35 minutes of uninterrupted content. You have Bobby Belt coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Lucius Alexander will take over with LA Live coming up here at about 540. And uh, yeah, just, just kick back, relax, you know. Talked with Atola over the week, and he said, it's perfect for me. I get out of work 515, hop in the truck, and uh, you guys come on, rock the entire way home. So thanks to everybody that can uh, hit this expressway every afternoon. The truckwreck.com fan text is open, and the segment's brought to you by the Frankels. You think there will be less big company trucks on the road because of gas prices? Think again. And those big trucks have insurance companies to protect them. So get the representation that won't settle for less. It's the Frankels at truckwreck.com. That is truckwreck.com. Tony Pollard's going to have surgery tomorrow. It's a broken lower leg uh, he ended up with, Um, so speedy recovery to him. It's great news that there wasn't a knee injury. He made it, you know, basically to free agency without any devastating injuries. So congrats to Tony Pollard and and the 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 broken lower leg bone is isn't usually something that has a lot of complications in it. So he should be, uh, you know, good to go by the time we're at uh, what OTAs or mandatory minicamp or something like that. Yeah, it's it, uh, you know, it, it's unfortunate though. I mean, they needed him in that football game yesterday. The oh, way time. the way that he played it, you know, it and it just goes to show you it's one of those. You know, as you look at your off-season plans and stuff, you know, you don't want to be caught in that situation again. No. You know, you want to say, okay, we need more weapons. Everybody wants more weapons and stuff like that. But it's like the Niners. That Elijah Mitchell guy comes yeah. off the bench, and he's freaking electricity. Yeah. That guy was incredible. He was. Did so a good you, need, job. you need guys with more guys with speed and power. You yeah. know, nothing against Absolutely. Malik Davis or any, or any of their backups, but, you know, when you just had Zeke and you didn't have another, you know, speed guy, it, it really became, you know, obvious how, how much you could use some at, help. At all skill positions, they need speed. Yeah. I mean, Tony Pollard was their only speed guy. And even he, like, isn't like 40 speed guy. But, like, on the field, he's got that explosive nature for sure. But outside of him, they have nobody with speed. Not any of their their tight ends aren't. Their defense They're, can run their offense. No, They're, no, yeah, yeah defensively they, yeah, they, they absolutely need team speed on offense. Yeah. They need way more team yeah, speed absolutely. offensively. Absolutely, okay. and maybe that's where they, you know, last year they talked about in this game or last year's game they came out of well, you need more toughness. Mm-hmm. You know, we need more toughness. Maybe this is the game where that offensive, the skill, the speed with your with your guys on you know on offense. Maybe that's something now that Will McClay. Hopefully, Brad will ask him that question tonight about what he looks at his team. I know it's the end of the season, but Will probably has an idea what he could use. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Coming up 7 o'clock, Will McClay on. Okay, uh, Josh Allen, Bill's quarterback, said the right elbow injury he suffered in the team's loss to the Jets resulted in him having to change his throwing motion, and then it wasn't until two weeks ago that he was able to get back to mechanically what he likes. So it sounds like no excuses for two horrible playoff games. He said there are no plans for any offseason procedures or surgeries. And that rest and recovery is going to be really good for it. He downplayed the impact of of the injury at the uh, press conference. Maybe he just needs some of that PRP. You know, getting there to Men's T Clinic to play play the Rich Plasma, something like that. That'll but, get you back, baby. 
he was not the same player that he was earlier in the season when he was totally dominant. So if you're a Bills fan right now, you have to hope because it kind of looked like Josh Allen just poked his head up into that Mahomes territory and then slid back down. And now decision making is is a, a big question mark. Accuracy just as he came into the league. And it appears that Burrow is the real contender to the Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, best quarterback alive a mantle. Lakers making a trade. They Say bring what? in they they're bringing in Rui Hachimura from Washington. Uh, so I, I don't think that fixes anything for them, but maybe it just changes their dynamics, gives them a little bit of size, especially if Anthony Davis is going to be hurt. Hachimura, the the skilled big uh, uh, at Gonzaga, a uh, first round pick three four years ago. Morning News has a piece up on the possible Mavs trade targets. They have ten of them. That's going to be our biggest story as soon as the Cowboys off season, you know, slides into like a, a, a normal pattern, and and we don't have Cowboys urgently to uh, discuss as that trade deadline is uh, what uh, two and a half three weeks away. Is It'll it, be going two weeks on from Thursday. Nine? We're in Super Bowl week. Yeah, yeah. we're in nine. Oh, yeah, heck oh. yeah, a week. Uh, I love it. You know, when we're on Radio Row, we'll have the NBA trade deadline. One year, we got to uh, celebrate the Porzingis trade. Right. <laughs> oh, I remember that. And then and that uh, trade worked out. When we're in Arizona, At least they tried. When we're yeah. in Arizona for uh, for spring training, NFL free agency is is just raging. So it, oh, it's going to be a really fun. That's going to be the anniversary of our tryout week. <laughs> what a big week! Heck wow. yeah, dude! Wow, that's big. that's right. We were free agent week tryout guys. We were free we? agents. Gosh, celebrate man. that. Uh, the the map's going to host Washington tomorrow, by the way. And Porzingis not going to play, is he? No, no, he's he, he's dodging the maps per usual. Luke is in his head. Okay, how about I hit you with some awesome facts from Warren Sharp about what we just saw in the divisional round? I can send. Ooh, hit me. We start with how important it is to be good on first down. Um, the Eagles, Bengals, and Chiefs all won the early down success battle. Only the Niners were able to advance despite losing the early down success battle, but that was in large part thanks to scoring twice off of Cowboys turnovers. Just devastating. You were better on the early downs than the 49ers. Felt that way, at least until the last two or three Niners possessions. Mm -hmm. Um, And Warren's takeaway is it's hard to generate turnovers, which can be a trump card for any stat that you need to get out of, but it's easier to be efficient on early downs. says we've weeded out 28 teams that are down to just four. Where did these teams rank in expected points added per play in the first three quarters of games since week four? First, second, third, and fourth. Wow. Early early down success rate. These are the four best teams in the NFL. Mm. And you beat the Niners yesterday on early down success. Couldn't get the dub because of the turnovers. We discussed it so many times during the season as Dak's picks were over one per start. And we're thinking, is this sustainable? And we said, well, well, maybe. You know, you can still have a good year EPA-wise, but what happens if one of those double interception games happens in the playoffs? You have to win four straight to win the Super Bowl if you are a wild card team. Can you possibly make it through all four without having what would be probably a critical error in a double interception game? And the answer was no. He couldn't even make it through two of them. Um, so those are a couple of huge things to address as you look into next year. Dak Prescott knows it. He talked about it. But organizationally, I know we need corner. What can we do to ensure this team is good on first down? Is you know, Are you keeping Terrence Steele? Are you keeping Tyler Biotish? Because you got to improve your offensive line, yeah. right? 
Where, where are we coming up with the improvements on the offensive line to get five yards in the run game or to hold hold up for, for three or four seconds so Dak Prescott can make a high percentage throw? For me, in, in if you disagree, Brian, please let me know. I think coordinator. The, well, coordinator, 100%, is the easy answer. If The offensive line specifically, you can upgrade from Connor McGovern. I don't think McGovern's bad, but he's a free agent. You cannot re-sign him and draft a guard or sign a, a guard that you think is better. I mean, you yeah. need a new left. Or, I mean, I don't know what they... Could you keep Tyron Smith at left tackle and play Tyler Smith at left guard? Like you, like you were going to do anyway, right? Yeah, but you got to have some insurance in terms of, like, Tyron Smith's not going to stay healthy. Well, so they've drafted, well, let's go, who they yeah. like. Yeah. And if he doesn't get hurt, that's We're, we're, we're talking about non-dominant players. Either a guy way past his prime or a young guy you're keeping your fingers yeah. crossed. I mean, I still, Premium. Think, I still think you need to keep, you know, drafting and, and fueling that line. If, yeah. If, at, that's, if that's your goal. At 26, which is where they pick, I think they have options. Could they use a corner? Yes. But is a great wide receiver going to be there? Is a good guard going to be there? You're going to be in a sweet spot, in my opinion. Yeah. You'll have a wide receiver and a corner probably on the board that you like. All righty. Uh, and I, I keep hearing you, you you bring up coordinator, Brian. You're convinced that's the biggest thing they could do to help back next year? Yeah, I think that to me, if I'm trying to figure out really how good this quarterback is or, or isn't. Well, I think it's because you know how good this quarterback is, and it, it's not great and dominant, and you if, can't move off him right now. So what's yeah. the, the only other thing you can do is yeah. point to the offensive coordinator. If I can find a way to help him, if, he, if we hire new offensive coaches, I'm just talking about the coordinator. Talking about an offensive line coach, talking about a maybe a running back coach, quarterback coach. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I'm I'm not trying to get people fired over there, but I'm just talking about off season talk that they have. You know, Mike McCarthy, if they, you know, coordinator is going to come in, he says, "Listen, I don't want to work with this guy, or I don't want to work with that guy." See, to me, it seems if they change coordinators, that Brian Schottenheimer seems like a logical guy for Mike McCarthy, just because he's been in the building with Joe Philbin and all these guys. So if you know, you're not uh, having to replace the yeah, whole offensive yeah. staff. Yeah, a coordinator could come in and say, "Listen, I want my own offensive, I want my own offensive line guy." You know, and and you know, maybe to get one of these guys, you're going to have to allow that to happen. Yeah, you you can't move off a of Dak right now because of his contract. The Texans no. jumping in like, "Why aren't you hollering about getting a new quarterback?" Trust me, the time for that will come. You can't. You just can't do it right now. Yeah. So you're trying to help the guy keep his Cowboys career alive and get you to the Super Bowl. Well, and when have you seen you know an actually a big upgrade in Dak's level of play you can probably point to okay John Kitna helping him yeah. with his mechanics and his fundamentals I think he's just kind of peaked with yeah. Kellen Moore and but you, you and did see his staff. rookie year when you protected him he could play damn near mistake-free football I, I, anytime yeah. you have I mean it's the same thing with the Eagles right that offensive yeah. line and Jalen Hurts the Niners controlling the line of scrimmage. Anytime you can win up front you're going to be a good team yes it is time now to catch up with Bobby Belt one of the biggest Really, Dak defenders here over the years, and it'd be interesting to get his thoughts. Uh, Bobby, uh, good afternoon. How the heck are you? What's up? So, let's start with, do you think a new coordinator would change much for Dak or, or help Dak? And, and, and what, is, what is your idea for giving this team a better chance next year? So I've always said that I think that Kellen Moore is a better than league average coordinator. Uh, I, I just... I don't understand what the hell they were doing yesterday in terms of, you know, the the passing game. Like, we talked all week about the way to attack them is 
you know, stress the secondary, take shots downfield, and it was all like Tom Brady underneath game plan. And I, I don't totally understand where that was the mode of attack for them, especially when you're playing in all these areas with damn good linebackers like Greenlaw, Warner. Like it just it didn't make a ton of sense to me. But um, you know, I. I'll be interested to see if whether he gets a a job or not, or gets a, a you know an interview or not. If Kellen Moore's back, I, I'm, I'm I, I don't know that he's going anywhere, but I, I think it's something at least uh, to evaluate um, hmm. because it's. I'll say this: they they can't both be bad. Dak and Kellen can't both be bad. That's a great point. Um, they can both be good, or maybe one of them's really good and the other's not good, and you're elevating the other. Um, but if you you can't say that both of them are bad. So if you're concerned that one of them is, uh, you know, uh, try to figure that out. Um, but I, I don't think you can say definitively that they're both bad, and yet you know they have the number one offense together over the last like four years. That's just not possible if they're both terrible. Have you ever seen a team that that is an elite offense that that appears to get like? just shut down by great defenses you know usually it's like okay great offense versus great defense sometimes the offense wins it's an offensive league doesn't matter if that was a good defense they still put 35 on them but this Cowboys team consistently you know we we had a stat where where they're 2 and 12 in their last 14 games against teams that eventually won 11 games and win 11 games you mostly have to have like a dang good defense so I don't know that I that I consider the Cowboys an elite offense when it comes to facing really good defenses. Yeah, I guess I'd say generally if we're talking about, hey, what's the end result? They won 11 games. Well, that's probably because they beat teams like you. Like, they're, I, I think most people are going to have losing records against teams that win 11 games because it means those teams were beating you on the way to getting that record. Um, like, like, that's kind of chicken and the egg to me. But uh, yeah, I think that in terms 12. of... What? Two, it's two and twelve against those teams. It's like oh, it's not even oh, like you okay, had a fight. Okay, okay, but Cheech, we're, we're Cheech, we're not talking about like two and twelve versus teams that were eleven win teams last year or had winning records at the time you played them. We're talking about teams that finished with eleven wins, which means, of course, along the way you were one of the teams they knocked off. Like you're talking about. Here's the end result. It's like saying. You know, you you have a losing record against the fourteen and three Eagles. Well, yeah, just about everybody did because at the end of the year they beat those teams. That's that adds up. You would have a losing record against teams that were winning two thirds or more of their games, and so that's that's kind of the the standard that you would expect. Uh, I do. I mean, we're we're just a couple weeks removed from them going up against a defense that everybody was saying. I, I mean, Brian was saying this week that Philadelphia is a better defense than San Francisco, and they lit them up. And so, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that there are just some days that, you know, uh, defenses will, will contain, you know, really good defenses will win out and they'll continue. And I think that San Francisco is a, a team that is a really tough matchup for them. We talked about it on Friday. That's why I picked San Francisco. I didn't, I didn't think Dallas matched up great necessarily against them. I thought Dallas is a good football team. They had a chance to, you know, win maybe four out of ten if you match up on a field. But at the end of the day, San Francisco is a better football team, and they're a really tough matchup for you. And I think that's the outpouring of that. What about just Dak's part of it? Uh, he, I mean, he wasn't good. 
again. Are, I mean, what else about it? He's he wasn't. Got, yeah, again. But I mean, like, what are we talking about? We're talking about Washington, and we're talking about this week. I I can't go with the ebbs and flows of each week. Like, I mean, last week the conversation was about how, like, yeah, that's the guy that can absolutely win you a Super Bowl that just went out there and played that way against Tampa Bay. And while he was not great, or he wasn't even good yesterday against San Francisco, this wasn't a Washington performance. This, like, throwing our hands up and going, oh, my God, I'm done with this quarterback. I, I understand that more against Washington where you're like, holy cow, how can somebody play that poorly? Talking about playing against San Francisco on the road, like the fifth straight road game or whatever it is on five days rest against a defense like that. And he wasn't awful. It just he wasn't making plays. And like, I mean, I don't I don't think that that's I don't understand why that would be the game that would have somebody throw their hands up and go, oh, my gosh, I got to quit. Other than just the gravity of the game is is putting a multiplier on it. That's making people a little more emotional about it than normal. But I, I don't think that. You can just write it off. I I'm, I can't flow with the week to week, you know, ebbs and flows of it. I've got to look at over the last four years. They're the number one offense when he's in there, and that counts for something more so than yeah. You got beat by the Forty ers who have railed twelve teams in a row. The lack of consistency, though, with Dak's performance is is that concerning? This yeah, but that's the thing. Like I heard, we had a bunch of calls this morning where people were saying, you know, we're seven years into this. No, we're not. We're not seven years into this inconsistency. Like we're talking about, like far and above his career averages and in interception percentage, way above, like doubling his career interception percentage this year. We're talking about wild swings of you just went out there and dominated Philadelphia, and then you go out there and you do what you did against Washington, and then you go out there and you play an insane game against Tampa Bay, and then you're doing what you do against San Francisco. We have not seen those ebbs and flows. You can go find it through the box score; it doesn't exist. He doesn't. He has not done that throughout his career, and so that's concerning. That's that's bizarre. Czar, I think, and and he certainly was not consistent this year. I just don't think that the 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 wild highs and lows that we've seen this year, the peaks and valleys, there's nothing representative of that throughout his career that says he does this. And that's where it's you got to figure out, okay, what was going on here? What was the inconsistency issue? And as you guys have talked about, the easiest answer, the easiest thing to switch out right now is probably the is the offensive coordinator. If you're if you're saying you got to find out that something here is not matching up, even though again you've got the number one offense during that time, but if you're concerned one of them isn't right, the easier one to switch out would be the offensive coordinator. Do you think they need a better offensive line? Um, I I, I maybe maturation and health. Yeah, I, I mean I think that's what they need more than anything. I think they've got uh, you know I, I think they've got good personnel there. Um, you know, I think Terrence Steele will be back. He's a really good right tackle. I think Tyler Smith has grown into a really good uh, left tackle. I think Tyler Biotis, you see, he steadily improves every year that he's been here. And Zach Martin, Zach Martin. And can they get better than Connor McGovern? Sure. But I, I don't think Connor McGovern's any sort of a black hole. So, I mean, I think it's just time and health with the Are offensive Are you interested line. in letting this thing just ride as is then? Um, No. I mean, I, I think that I would still... It, at this point, I, I would probably say let's refresh something on the offensive side of the coaching staff. They, they've held pretty firm on that coaching staff on the offensive side now for about three, four years. And so change something up if you want to do that. Um, and, I mean, for the love of God, get a, a number two receiver in here. Just somebody. Because yes. uh, Michael Gallup isn't that. I, I This is... This isn't just you. You shouldn't be feeling the the physical effects of an ACL here in week twenty. I, I mean, we're more than a year removed from this thing. I just I, I don't think Michael Gallup is the guy they thought he was. Okay, so are you are you you're, you're are you down to say that that was a bad contract? Yes. Okay. 
Because I, I was going to give MG the benefit of the doubt and say maybe this is one of those things where he's just different. You go into year two, maybe he plays better next year. But if you're down to say, hey, they they blew this thing and have paid a guy and they were wrong to do so. Yeah, and I, and I was I was okay with the contract at the time. It's, it looks like a mistake. And so, like, I mean, I would be wrong about that, too, is that it looks like a mistake. But we're talking about a guy who, uh, over the course of his entire career, there have been 65 receivers with at least 350 targets. He has the worst catch percentage of anybody in the NFL of those 65. He doesn't he, he doesn't attack the football. He doesn't finish plays. And for all the talk about Brett Maher yips, those are the discussions we need to have more about what's going on mentally with Michael Gallup because he's healthy. He's healthy, and he's just he, he doesn't look like the same player. I, look, Dak was late on that first interception, throwing it. Michael Gallup quit on the route. He quit. I mean, you, that, that's just what happened. And so, to me, I, I think that you've, you've got to get another weapon in here. It can't just be, my God, Tony Pollard went down, and now they'll just you know do everything they can to take away CeeDee Lamb, and you have nothing else. That can't be, that can't be your offense. Well, as uh, silly as the Amari Cooper trade was, was the best thing to come out of it knowing now that you have a bona fide stud in C.D. Lamb? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just C.D. Lamb stepping up in general. Um, I, I don't know. If Amari Cooper's here, does he step up the same way? Is it the absence of Amari Cooper that forced him to you know, come into his own like that? I guess I, I don't know the answer to that question. Could he have been that guy with Amari still here? Maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, it definitely... I think he stepped up and and really came into his own and showed he's he's a legit one. Like like I mean he's always been a one. He's been a number one receiver, but he is a legit like you're talking about getting up towards the top tier of like around top five receivers in the NFL. And and I I think there were genuine questions about was he going to be able to hit that, and he answered them this year. Got to run, Bobby. Anything else before we let you go? Just that I love you all. Cheers, buddy. There he is. He's Bobby Belt, an exhausted Cowboys insider here every afternoon, 530, except for Fridays when we're doing what you're drinking and what you're thinking. It is time now to go into the Pimp Cup for LA Live. Here's Lucius. Yeah, I have an internet reaction to the NFL divisional round and a question for the Tolos. All right, you squares. You smoking. Fire up this funk and let's have a toe. Hey, this is LA Live for January 23rd, 2023. Uh, question for the Tolos right off the rip. I asked this on Facebook because that's where I get the nice reactions right there. I can just read them, copy them, put them on this little list. I asked this last week, I'm going to ask it this week. What's keeping the Cowboys from being great? Hmm. What's keeping him from being great? Uh, got answers like uh, inconsistent QB play. Yes, I bet that's a common answer. Something yeah. to that effect. Yeah, a lot on deck. A lot of. Hey, do we think Tony Romo could have got us to the? No. No. Same record if you look. It's at the same, same guy. Deal. Same, same It's the same damn guy. Yeah, same record in the playoffs, by the way. Okay. In divisional games and stuff like that. Two and four, zero oh and three. Yep, yeah. something like that. That's exactly right. Yeah. Okay. Little things, Lucius. Yeah, and they, I hear they, like Jerry Jones say, man, I want to get Tony Romo that ring, you know, yeah. get him to the bowl. <laughs> yeah. But I'm thinking like, that's the same guy. Dak is the same dude. Yep. Yeah. yeah. They don't They do not do the, the attention to detail, the little things in the game. They don't do. We talk about the the returner has a chance to bust it to the outside, have a chance to catch, and there's the little things. And I've seen Dak put the, yeah. the, the, the game on his back and yeah. win you a game. I've seen yeah. that. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Tony, you know, a couple yeah. times a year. 
Yep. Yeah. Tony Boy, man, I threw five interceptions this game. I got to win these fools. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get it back. Kellen Moore in deck. Uh, Jerry Jones made a deal with the devil. That's what my brother called me about uh, last night from San Francisco. He's in the Bay Area. Oh, Over wow. there by Berkeley. He mm. said he has the curse of the Jimmy Johnson situation. I think it is. That's mm. what he said. You yeah. treated Jimmy Johnson real wrong. You got jealous, and now you have not had that back since. It's I true. can see it on Jimmy's face. Yeah. He, he was so excited <laughs> with the way that game ended. No one laughed harder. It's one of those, just like Maher, he's on the sidelines, and yeah. he's he's outwardly showing, like, let's go get this touchdown. But inside, he was so thankful they didn't. Jimmy sat there and went, yep, this is going to be, this is how it's going to go until you put my name up in that ring of honor. You've never heard Jimmy Johnson's, yeah, that's crazy that you say that because that's on the list. Uh, the Cowboys are cursed until Jimmy Johnson's name is in the ring of honor. Mm. He's, he's loving every second of this, man. Every Every playoff. Cowboy debacle. I love how he, he never says, well, when I had the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. He could, though. He really oh, could. Oh, he absolutely could. He man. really could. Not many of those guys Flex want to identify them. like I'm in that club. Yeah. Like, Tony will talk about teammates in the abstract. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, he's been getting this done for a long time. It's like, bro, you were on his team for three years. Give us something. <laughs> Troikman does the same thing. <laughs> Troikman does the same thing. He's like, yeah, you know, these Cowboys. It's like there's a detachment. Yeah. I don't want to be affiliated with that. Especially Troy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, letting personal things get in the way of good business for the Cowboys is stopping them from being great. That's very true. Uh, Jerry doesn't take risk anymore. Stopping the Cowboys from being great. I think that's big. Yeah. He he doesn't he doesn't like go he, for it and get excited. Him or his son. Uh, I think Steve. Yeah, yeah, more Steve. Yeah. I mean, but you needed Steve to take over, or they would yeah. have drafted Johnny Manziel instead of Zach Abs- Martin. No, yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Dak and Zeke take too much money. Yeah. No, Zeke deal was bad. Zeke, Zeke, no. Zeke does. Yeah, Zeke absolutely does. The Dak thing was the price of doing business, but they should have gotten that contract done earlier. Yep, they sure have. About Twenty cost them later. Five million dollars. Well, yeah. they they allow it to hurt them. They, they they give him the money and then they allow it to. Some teams don't allow him allow it to hurt him. Josh Allen, you're paid, but we're still gonna go get Von Miller. Mahomes is paid. They're still paying guys. Yeah. yeah good point, bro. Uh, Dak is crack under pressure. And another total wanted to tell me the Cowboys were in a game till Pollard got hurt. Fam. Yeah, that's such a bummer. See, I think they would have won. See? I think they would have won if bro, Pollard, had Pollard gets hurt. hurt. Yeah. And then if it, correct me if I'm wrong, is it the very next play interception? Pick. Yeah. 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 Minute, oh, I think it was a minute gosh. 31 left in the half. Neither one of those things happen if you had faith in Brett Maher. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is. The crazy I, thing. I think his yips were only the PATs. Yeah. I think he got so close, it was scrambling his brain like, crap, I can't miss this. At that moment. But from distance, he was just hanging and banging. Oh, he's money from distance. Yeah. Let him bang. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. G back in the day, we do it every day here at 2.30 on the fan. Our winner is Mike Bassick. He rants about the Cowboys' final couple of plays. Listen to this. Just run the outside wide receiver. Snap the ball. The dude is 15 yards away. Throw it to him. He takes two steps forward, two steps out of bounds, and you have your first and 10 with now 30 seconds to go. Instead, dumb wants to run a six or seven yard route. Dumb number two throws that ball. Dumb number three, who was dumb number one, then... Doesn't really fight to go out of bounds. He's like, yeah, just softly push me out of bounds. Maybe he's too stupid to know the rules. So three dumb situations, two of them by the same dumb. But Dak was a dumb for throwing that too and probably dumb 
Kellen Moore called a dumb play. So the dude who's 15 yards off only has to close by seven yards. Dumbass. <laughs> that's so good. Red formation. A lot of frustration. Yeah. Uh, when Mike says two steps forward, do you think in your head two steps back? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I'll just make sure I wasn't yeah. only one. Two yeah. opposites attract. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as he you said it, I was yeah. like, two steps it back. Yeah. It's a natural yeah. thing. Uh, we got a Cowboy fan that he ran over his television yeah. after the Cowboys lost. Ran it over. Oh, I like it. Go next level, bro. With his truck. Yeah. Doing that. Okay. Uh, I'm sick of this every year. Oh, God. What are you doing? What the? Oh, my God. Dang. Oh, God. She's laughing. <laughs> she wants a new TV. Bad, badly. Wow. That's a sturdy TV. Yeah, sturdy. Prank or not, like they really ran over a television. Like 19, <laughs> regardless. 1992. <laughs> yeah. You, know. you can probably sit around for a few hours and watch just videos of yeah. cowboy fans breaking their TVs. A lot of TVs night, yeah. right? in fact. How much of that percentage is acting? Uh, probably good. What do you think? 75, 80%? Yeah, just for mm-hmm. the clicks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of them aren't genuine. Yeah. I, I, I need to see the so. fire in your eyes. throwing his Dak jersey away. Yeah. Yeah. Fraud. That was too much. Now, this guy right here punched his television. It was definitely I've, real. I've seen this guy. Yeah. This was real. Yeah. yeah. Why? I saw that. Yeah, he, that he was, was real. He was down like in a coaching stance oh, and then jumped up and just punched the TV right yeah. in the middle of it. Wow, dude. Yeah. And there was like a scream. There was a high-pitched scream to start that off. Yeah. It sounded like they had a bird or something. That was the inside. mom that dropped the coffee. It was she was amazing. Yeah. A lot of reaction to the NFL divisional round on Instagrams and Twitters and everything else uh, yesterday. We even had Shannon Shaw. Ooh. Before the apology, he stopped down to talk about Cowboys. You know what? There's a seven-year body of work on Dak Prescott. He is inconsistent. He can be great like he was at Tampa, and he can be downright pathetic like he was today and like he was against Washington last game of the season. But y'all don't want to listen to me. All you do is call me a hater. hater. But I see in the age of social media, when somebody <laughs> tells the truth, you, ter- you label it as hating. Okay, well, I'm a hater. Yeah, you hate Memphis. I told you, as the games get bigger, <laughs> Dak will fold like a banquet chair at the end of the night. Now, Michael Irvin, you did all that talking. How the, this Cowboy team is different. After you beat Tampa Bay, a lousy football team, they will never be the same again. Remember how you was up in the box with Jerry? And Jerry quoted you what you said. Wrong. Denver's looking You're for a You're never going to be the same. <laughs> Those 90 teams are done. <laughs> Stop talking about what you used to be. You guys got Russell Wilson as a quarterback, Shannon. What are you getting on me about? We need to get a Shannon versus Shannon. I got, you know, Shannon had on his Savannah State. Uh, he had on a, a rag. He had yeah, it somebody's got to represent. And he's like, and he's big, man. I, I do not want to mess. But, man, he is, he's, he is complaining Crazy, about a team that, well, you, your team, your team is Good looking for, for a head coach. Your team fired your coach Yo, halfway him, through brother. the season. Get him. You traded everything and you have to go get Russell Wilson so he can lose games. <laughs> what are you coming after me for? Yeah. 
you know, you, you look at your own situation, bro. Good for you, bro. Maybe you need to go back and play for the Broncos. Maybe you need to help that quarterback. And he could, couldn't he? Oh, Honestly, yeah, we start he talking about adding some yeah, weapons he offensively. God, adding big. some yeah. speed. Go get yeah. Shannon Sharp. He looks. He was pretty active the other night. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. He oh, OJ. OJ was, uh, he wanted to go to the Bill game. Anybody follow OJ he, online? He offered advice. No. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Twitter world. Yeah, hey, Twitter world. It's your boy, Juicy. <laughs> I think he wants to get back in the booth. Like, people out here, there's one time in America that they loved OJ. And he, he used was to work guy. in the booth. He, he had a commercial. He, was, yeah. he wants to be beloved again. Yeah. So Hurts guy. Hurts giving guy. you his points. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, listen to Juice. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, yours truly. Well, I couldn't get back to Buffalo for the game this week, so I've tried to emulate it here in my living room. The problem is my daughter couldn't emulate that beef on wick, you know, for our pregame meal. Well, we got the Bills from Cincinnati. What a game. You know what I mean? Cincinnati. I'm going to just turn them on down now, but yes. That's your boy, Jules. Did he have it snowing in there? Yeah, well, you know, he, he wanted to emulate it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me remind you of your boy, Juice, though. Uh, and I think Charlie had followed this guy in. One, make sure it was no problem. Yeah. And he brought the knife. Mm-hmm. As things got heated, uh, I just remember the cold fell. Oh, yeah. And hurt herself. He remembered that. He remembered that. And uh, this guy kind of got into a karate thing. And I said, well, you think you can kick my ass? And I yeah. remember I grabbed the Ron knife. Coleman. I do remember that portion, taking the knife from what? Charlie. And to be honest, after that, I don't remember. <laughs> what? what? I mean, I did take the knife. I do remember that. What? Bro, that was on television, bro. He admitted to killing her. Yeah. Did you hear me, Ron? You were on vacation when we played this. I know that part. Did you hear me? What? It. He admitted it. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Man, it's crazy to go on social media with a big old smile. It's like nobody believes that you didn't kill them. Nobody believes it. How could you just not go disappear in shame? Just saying. Right. Just saying. Right. right. It's cool you're out, bro. Go enjoy your freedom. He turned the comments off, too, so you don't, don't say anything. Oh and before goodness. I get out of here, before I get out of here, uh, our very own DFW's very own, excuse me, Fro God. Uh, yeah. It can be kind of problematic if you follow him, but I love it. Uh, I'm just be honest. Uh, it's complicated. He, very complicated. But he has some thoughts about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow <laughs> is the next Jim Kelly. He's already 0-2 in Super Bowls. He's going to lose again because he's sick physically, his body. I swear to God, Satan just told me to post this. What? <laughs> what? Whoa. Wow. Oh, man, that's my time. Dog. Sounds like a night with some psilocybin <laughs> over at the throw God's house. <laughs> we got to run. Thank you, Lucius. When we come back, it is time for the fifth and final hour of the show. Will McClay's coming up at 7 o'clock. Will McClay, the Cowboys uh, personnel boss. He'll be uh, joining Brad Sham coming up at 7. Coming up next, it's your one opportunity of the week to compete against your fellow Tolos for the best phone call of the night at 877-881-1053. The 6 o'clock sound off is next here on 105.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.